EP Ag Chats, brought to you by Air EP. Conversations that connect generations of experience and innovation in agriculture on the Air Peninsula. The good bits, the bad bits, and everything in between. This project is supported by FRRR through funding from the Australian Government's Future Drought Fund. Welcome to EP Ag Chats. My name's Amanda Scott. I'm from the Regenerative Ag Alliance and Farming Together program at Southern Cross University. And I'm joined with Amy Wright from Air EP. Hi, Amy. Hi, Amanda. My name's Amy. I work for Air EP as the Regional Agricultural Land Care Facilitator, covering the whole of the Air Peninsula. Thanks, Amy. Great to have you here. I just wanted to take the time to, I guess, introduce the background of this Young Farmer podcast series, how it came about, what we've learned along the way. So this project was initially set up. It's called the Strengthening Connections Between Young Farmers There and Their Information and Support Networks Project. The aim of the project initially, which brought this podcast series to life, was to identify ways to strengthen connections between young farmers and their information and support networks in order to build their capacity, capability and coordination of both their professional and social networks for young farmers to help them build their drought resilience. Now, the reason this project came about in the first place was a colleague from Southern Cross University, Dr Hannah Beth Luke, through her work on the 2020 Soil CRC Social Benchmarking Survey, found that young farmers in the Air Peninsula region actually felt the least supported of all age groups surveyed to undertake drought resilient practices. So when I heard this finding, I spoke to Amy at Air EP, and I think, uh, Amy, you, you had identified, you guys had identified that young farmers was were a group that you really wanted to build stronger connections with as well. Yeah, it was, Amanda. So throughout the Air Peninsula, we'd had quite a bit of contact from younger farmers wanting something tailored to them and brought to them to help build relationships and networks and expand their knowledge in the ag sector. Brilliant. So what we started to do through this project was explore some of those networks. And what we found were the young farmers sometimes had quite narrow networks for information and support sharing. And that can be limiting because getting those innovations for that diversity of thinking sometimes requires uh, new and diverse connections. And because of these narrow connections, it can also make young farmers more vulnerable with fewer neighbours and more frequent use of internet-based exchanges, we found there were decreasing opportunities for those really important face-to-face interactions to facilitate the building of the resilience in those relationships. What the really good news was, though, that the survey found that 100% of the young EP landholders were really open to new ideas in farming. In combination with that, we've seen that over and over again, sharing information and providing support is really at the heart of rural communities. But often it's done, these connections, this support is done quite intuitively without being conscious or strategic and deliberate in how you can shape your network to build your resilience and community resilience. So there was significant capacity for young farmers and supporting organisations for Air EP to better tap into and utilise networks 
to enhance those individual and collective outcomes. So through the grant, we took REP and young farmers through an interactive mapping process where they drew their own networks, their information and support networks, and then we worked through those, asking questions like, is there diversity in the connections? Are there too many connections? Are there not enough? Young farmers, how does your network compare to your neighbour's network? And then through a series of sense-making workshops, we're looking at the maps, we uh, got a deeper understanding of these networks, and we asked young farmers, from what you've learned through this process, what are some of the ideas and ways which REP could implement to get you guys really engaged and excited in interacting with others in your community and building your own resilience? Now, I want to ask you, Amy, because I know that when we started doing this, the network mapping idea was a bit like, wow, this, what is this? What is this going to do? I think you had some idea from prior experience, but how did you find the mapping process? Yeah, it was a really interesting process and a very new process to me, as well as all of the young farmers in the room. I guess it was really eye-opening to see on a piece of paper just how many people we work with and how many sources we go to for information, for support and even mentorship in a few circumstances. So yeah, it was a really eye-opening experience and to do it with industry, but the young farmers as well and overlay those and, and see the differences between them was was a really good experience. Yeah, that's great. Like I was surprised as well with how many connections you guys have and think no wonder you're so busy. There were there, yes, interacting with so many different groups. I also think I saw with the young farmers, you know, the importance of some of those really critical relationships like family relationships were so important to those young farmers. And I also think they recognised that there were lots of overlaps in their networks, so a lot of them going to the same people. Friends were also a really critical component, I think, we found, and that wasn't just through friendships that were close by but also through social media, the, the connections and friendships that they'd made. We asked young farmers in the final workshop to identify some strategies for engagement and to prioritise and take a vote on what they wanted to try first. And I think we had some fantastic ideas. And I think, Amy, you and Naomi were saying um, some of these things I wouldn't have thought of before. So we got a whole range of those. Uh, but the one that they wanted to try first was what we call young farmer, old farmer, they weren't always old farmers, but podcast series where some of the young farmers identified people in the community that they really look up to and wanted to learn more from and interviewed those. And you you had the really great experience, Amy, of being both an REP staff member but also being a young farmer yourself and being an interviewer. Do you want to talk about your experience in being involved in that as well? Yeah, sure, Amanda. So we identified some of the young farmers from our, our sense-making workshops. It was great to see their enthusiasm and, and want to do this and, and really connect and have the platform to ask the questions that they might not necessarily ask in conversation with, with the people they look up to, but also have it recorded and be able to share. So we had guests from as far west as Kirby, interviewers from Sejuna, right through down to, to Cummins as well. So it was really great to have a broad range of young farmers, but also old farmers as well. 
sorry, more experienced farmers. I shouldn't call them old farmers. The concept that I really saw behind the podcast was to build relationships and networks as well as sharing information in a more modern way. Technology definitely featured when we did the Young Farmer Network mapping and we really wanted to build on that. Given the opportunity, we might not necessarily have had at some other stage to do a podcast. So I found the the process really, really interesting. Although I knew my interviewers before we did this, it gave me the opportunity to ask questions that I wouldn't have asked in a normal conversation. And I guess learn more about their experiences early on, starting out on the family farms, and then how far they've come and how they've got there, as well as their key bits of advice that they'd like to pass on to the next generation. That was a really, really good experience. I loved listening to those stories because, you know, some of them were were really uh, strongly associated with the history of uh, the area and I, I found that historical context really fascinating to listen to and, and other episodes were really focused on, I guess, the technical aspects of farming. So there was a real range, I thought, in terms of the kind of intent and the topics that the young farmers talked about, which is brilliant. The other thing that really struck me was in that sense-making workshop, how articulate the young farmers were. We just asked them a couple of questions and they opened right up and they were so creative, so articulate in their, their sharing of ideas and their open discussion. And the other thing that I uh, really struck me was their empathy towards other young farmers in the region that may not have the opportunities to engage that these young farmers did. The excitement around the idea of the podcast struck me because not only was it a modern way to share information and knowledge and build connections, but it was also a, a passive way that those who couldn't necessarily actively engage could still connect with their region. And that's kind of what really struck me in that process, yeah. Yeah, giving the young farmers a, a space full of like-minded people really help that process. Sometimes the younger people in the room at a workshop, at meetings and stuff can sometimes just sit back and observe and maybe not necessarily get the chance to to speak their voice. But in the space we were able to provide at the sense-making workshops, everyone was in the same boat, everyone was on the same page. And yeah, it just really gave the young farmers the opportunity to open up and golly gosh, could they talk. <laughs> It was fantastic. Loved every minute of it. <laughs> From those experiences of the network mapping workshops and the sense-making workshops and all those learnings brought together, I tried to summarise that in sort of a short and distinct way and I came up with seven top tips for strengthening young farmer networks. The first tip that I learned was face-to-face -face contact is even more important than the content. So young farmers are really looking for ways to genuinely connect with each other. I heard them talk about things like holding small group of events from local areas, especially those events that coordinated around a social aspect. A handful of people, you know, five to eight people going to an event or a place every three months, getting to know each other getting a farmer to coordinate and pull this all together as sort of like a leader or a champion, they suggested was a good idea. They said it was important to make it a friendly environment, such as on a farm, 
And they also talked about the idea of holding a once a year young farmer event, which I thought was a pretty exciting idea. The second tip that I heard was leverage what exists already. So there were some great suggestions I thought about getting local businesses involved, sponsoring and advertising events, and also to access some of those existing networks like the ad bureaus were talked about and connecting with other partners to facilitate some education pathways and linking events, of course, to the to sports and the pub was a strong recommendation. The third one was cover a variety of topics. And I don't know if this surprised you, Amy, but some of the things that came out were they're really interested in learning about leadership, negotiation and conflict resolution, as well as stuff like agronomics, basic financial gross margins. I love the one that they suggested is like, what's a question I ask when I go to the accountant? Yeah, for sure. I think that was really interesting, that conversation. I do remember it quite clearly and talking about the topics they want to learn about. So it was interesting that, yeah, conflict resolution and leadership came out towards the top for sure. But I guess every farm business's dynamics are different and they want to be prepared to to handle the challenges that are thrown at them for sure. Accounting, again, was another big surprise for me. I guess it comes second nature to some people, but others may never have met with the accountant before. I feel like if we can arm our young people in ag with those skills and knowledge, they can go so far. Absolutely. And as, as we've sort of talked about, it's great that they're also so aware of what's really important to them and, you know, standing up to say that, like something might be a bit outside the box, but this is, this is what we need, this is what we really want. So that was fantastic to hear that. Fourth tip was create passive ways to engage, and we've already talked about that through the use of podcasts was one of those. The fifth one was utilising local innovative farmers that other young farmers looked up to as champions, and that really partnered well with this podcast idea again. The second last one was focusing on strengthening support networks. And I think for you guys at AREP, that was a really important finding that it's not just about sharing information, but with young farmers' support networks potentially becoming quite brittle, to build that resilience, it's really important to also build those support networks and then share that information as well. And the last one is using the right communication and engagement tools. And we saw this in the the CRC survey results and it was further supported by, I think, our discussions in our workshops that some of the tools and, and methods are a little bit different to older farmers. Twitter was a really big one, wasn't it, in terms of problem solving? We saw Facebook, text message, YouTube was also good for problem solving. And I don't know about you, but uh, we used Slido in that workshop. And I also thought that was a really fantastic connection and engagement tool with the young farmers. Yeah, the young farmers definitely thrived on our on our methods of um, evaluation and connection with the Slido program for sure. Yeah, I think it's important that we, we always stay on the pulse as well with forms of communication. They're going to change given every different age demographic. As an ag industry, we probably still have a little way to come using our social media and our digital tools, but we are getting there. So I, I think that's a really important thing. And one that we've actually been having quite a bit of response to in the last, well, I guess since this program started, with all ages of farmers are text messages. So we've had some really, really great responses to that and they seem to be nice, short, sharp and shiny. Yeah, we're getting messages out there for sure. So, 
after the process that you've gone through, Amy, through this project with the mapping workshops and sense-making workshops, do you feel you better understand both Airy Peas networks and the Young Farmer networks and how you can be more strategic in thinking about tapping into those networks? Yeah, so I, I found the process a really enlightening process. I'm a visual person, so I found that having those maps, being able to look back at them has really helped understand just how many people we are communicating with, but also the ones that we're communicating with, but it's one-sided and whether they still need to be on our on our radar or not. It's really helped us to understand how we can engage with our younger farmers. I mean, yes, our, our farming age demographic is getting older, but we've also got quite a few new ones coming up through the ranks. So we want to make sure that we're on the polls to, to engage them and, and really get them involved with REP projects. Yeah, so no, I, I have really enjoyed this process and found it really helpful moving forward. Now we've done the podcast series. What do you think is the next thing that REP would be maybe thinking about trying out? Hopefully the podcast may continue in some way, shape or form uh, moving forward. I'd really love to connect more younger farmers with some farmers with more experience um, <laughs> going forward. But I envisage us doing some work around the small group space and peer-to-peer learning space. Yeah, fantastic. My last question is about how you think the project has helped the young Air Peninsula farmers. I really do think that we've been able to connect young farmers really well with the experienced farmers. I mean, you can only see it with a handful of guys in the podcast series, but it's been so much more than that, being able to connect face-to-face at the sense-making workshops. And I really do feel like we've given the young farmers on Air Peninsula a voice We've already been in contact with them for other projects. Yeah, and really trying to get them involved. And they're the next face of the Air Peninsula ag industry. Yeah, we want to make sure that they've got the right tools and support to move not only themselves forward, but also their farming businesses forward. Awesome. So in the spirit of this podcast, Amy, I'd like to ask you, if there's one piece of advice you could pass on to a young farmer, based on what you've heard from the various conversations on this podcast, what would that be? Thanks for that question, Amanda. <laughs> um, one piece of advice that I that's come through on all of the interviews in some way, shape or form would be, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. No question is a silly question. A theme that has come through in a few of the, the interviews has been, Identify someone as a mentor, whether that be formal or informal, someone that you feel comfortable going to, to ask those questions, regardless of what they are. So, yeah, I I feel like that would be my key piece of advice from all of the interviews that we've done for this podcast series. So I also want to acknowledge that this project is supported by the Foundation for Rural Regional Renewal from the Australian Government's Future Drought Fund. My involvement with this project has been supported by funding which is being delivered by AREP and has been supported by the Air Peninsula Landscape Board through funding from the Australian Government. See ya. See ya. For more information about AREP and to get involved with your local research committee or receive our e-newsletters, check out the AREP website, airep.com.au, for our contact details and get in touch. We're always happy to chat.